Hello, hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, Charlie here. Uh, just a fair warning before we get started. This episode is a little different, off. I don't know. I think it's, uh, it's, well, you'll see. You'll see. Just wait. All right. Starting uh, with the intro. You'll notice there's something different about that, too. So, it's like ripping a Band-Aid off, isn't it? Let's just get to it right now. Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo and a state park so big that we named it just that. Big Bend. Call it that because it's really big and it bends. Duh. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it. Right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. Welcome to the Fort Hood Great Big Podcast. Brianna is texting her sergeant. <laughs> we'll wait. Okay. Are you done? Yep. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the show. I am Charlie Mabe, and to my right is... I'm specialist Brianna Dew. That's right, and you're listening to the Army's number one podcast. That's right. Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. We'll see how we're doing in the rankings after this show. <laughs> Number two, here we come. Number two with a bullet. <laughs> I've had those days. Those are tough days. Yeah. Yeah, so how's everything in your life, Brianna? Pretty good. Anything new? Um. Well, I had my birthday. I think we mentioned that. Though. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Yes. I hosted a virtual birthday party You online. did. I was part of that. You were. It was so On, wonderful. It was part of a video game. Mm-hmm. Video game is called Animal Crossing. In this video game, you have an island and you uh, tend to the island. You build it up. Yes. And you can connect to your friends. If someone is your friend, you can go visit their island. And mm-hmm. so for Brianna's birthday, she invited a bunch of people. Yes. And I went over and I saw her island. That was so cool. That yes. was so 2020. That was when my island was three star. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've gone up in ranking in the world. You have? Yes. I really, it started getting, like, so I had stopped trying to improve my island overall and was mm-hmm. just, like, having fun in the game, not really having a, a, an objective or a goal. But when I was preparing for the party, I was I was setting stuff out and trying to have spots where people could sit down and we could take pictures. And, like, just doing that alone made me get the fourth star. Oh, wow. And then I, that's when I was like, you know what? Let me just go for the fifth. And it took me like and you did it? three or four days. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fantastic. I'm yeah. glad you got your fifth star Thank at you. the expense of most of our listening audience <laughs> after that story. Because most people are going, what? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> huh? I thought this was a military podcast. Yes, yes. We are. She's wearing a uniform. I am. She yes. really is. She's got the big old calf patch on one side. Yes. Because she's a member of the first calf band. That's right. I used to be a member of the first calf. I know. First team. Yes, first team. First team. And sound the charge. That's right. You know, second infantry division doesn't call themselves the second team. Yeah, that does that doesn't sound you always want to be number one. That's true. Yeah. You do. Well, that's why they got the no big No one ever wants to be second. The big patch. Yes. Number one, biggest patch in the army. It really is. For the biggest podcast. <laughs> that's in the right. Army. 
Boom, Fort Hood's great big podcast. The great place. That's right. So we had some fan mail. Oh, my goodness. We did. We got some fan mail. Uh, it was a person the other day. They sent us a message. It was uh, Rosine Smith. Ooh. And her message said, hey. And so I replied back. And I said. That was our submission? I said, yeah, that was the submission. I said, okay. hey. And then she uh, she sent a longer, a longer message. Okay. And I'm going to read it here on... Uh, on the air for everyone. This is from Rosine Smith. Rosine, we're glad you are listening. We're very pleased. Anybody can reach out to us. Uh, our email address is forthoodpao at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We loved hearing from Rosine. She says, hello. Nice to meet you. It's me, Sergeant Rosine Smith of the Southeastern United States, Kentucky, based in Kabul, Afghanistan. Hmm. Do I hope you do well? I am working with the United States Air Force peacekeeping troop in Afghanistan in the war on terror, which I have taken as a great privilege to serve my country. Fortunately, I have in my possession the sum of $3.5 million that I have here in Afghanistan. I deposited this money with a Red Cross agent, I want you to present yourself as my beneficiary and receive the fund and keep it safe until I can meet you. I have an urgent need to move this box from here because they are planning to take some troop out of Afghanistan that I am in. That's why I contacted you, and I believe in you that you can give me this confidence. Well, well, Rosine, thank you so much. I mean, we're honored that you would think that the the podcast could be a steward of your three point five uh, million dollars, or as you put in parentheses, three million five hundred thousand United States dollars. You're very specific in that. Um, oh, as she goes on, uh, she says, "I must not fail to explain how I found this fund that I want you to use for investment. Our soldiers met and exchanged bullets with some gunmen." And three of our soldiers what? were eventually injured in the event, while more than 16 of the gunmen were killed like a nurse in the army. I'm so confused. Me and my group rushed to provide medical care to our wounded men at the place where the 16 gunmen were shot dead. I saw two trunks and showed them to my partner and decided to open them and discovered a large amount of dollars and we did the same with the other trunk and saw the same and quickly took the trunk since the money was shared between us. Now, now, uh, Rosine, I would like to pause for a moment and extol the virtues of the use of a period. Uh, periods allow people who are reading sentences to pause, uh, which I would have liked to have done uh, while reading your sentences. So in the future, periods, good thing. No periods. There's a lot of run-on sentences yeah, in this yeah, email. They are. Well, it also sounds like this is not their first well, language. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. She's, uh, she's from uh, southeastern United States, Kentucky. Uh, she says, finally, I want you to apply as a beneficiary and receive the fund and keep it safe so that as soon as you arrive in your country, you will help me invest it in a good profitable company and I will give you 30% of the total money for assistance after you have received the money. Well, uh, I don't think now is the best time to be uh, investing $3.5 million in the market. So her timing, yeah. uh, timing may be off on that. Uh, she says she, uh, she thinks she can trust us and uh, we should not try to play with her because she will take us wherever we go. But be honest with her and you will get a lot from her. She says, I don't need your money for anything other than to keep this money safe for me if you're willing to partner with me, I look forward to hearing from you and giving you more details about me and the fund. Okay, Sergeant Rosane. So that was that was a touching little bit of fan mail written to us by Sergeant Rosine. Uh, we really appreciate it. We hope uh, you and your unit are doing great in <laughs> Afghanistan, uh, fighting the gunmen there yeah. and finding the money. I wish I had found $3.5 million when I was in Iraq, kind of Three Kings style. Uh, that did not happen. That's why I'm talking to you today. <laughs> That's just something. Something's not right about that. Uh, you think? Mm. She did send pictures of herself. There's one in uniform. 
Oh. Said, let me pull up the pictures. All yeah. Are you sure it's her? You see it? Well, I mean, I can only. Is there like an... she? It, why would she lie? Look, here I she see. is in uniform. There she is. It looks like she's sticking somebody. There she's is smiling. no way this person is real. Uh, there she is sitting in a, a chair with maybe a menu on her lap, and uh, there. Oh wow! There, yeah, there she is. Uh, like a glamour shot. That's a fancy selfie. Uh, yeah, it is. So, I mean, how could she not be real? <laughs> how could she not be real? Wow. Uh, I'm I'm impressed that they got our email. I'm not. I think it was just random. You to think be honest. so? Uh, time to pull down the curtain, folks. I don't think that was real. I don't think that yeah. was real. I think that was random. I would not. I would not take that bet. Yeah. But at, she did take advantage of contacting us at yes. Fort Hood PAO. So if she can do it or he, yeah. then if they you can, can do it, dear then listeners. you can do it too. And we will put your your message uh, on here for the world to hear, just like we did with dear whatever her face is in Afghanistan. I've already forgotten What if name. they respond to this interview? That would be great. Then, I'd love then, to have her on the show. How are things going in Afghanistan? We can make it what like are you a doing with your money? Continuing like series. Mm-hmm. Strange, that's, strange email. That's a lot of bootleg movies, $3.5 million. That's a lot of bootleg movies. That is. And those of you who have been to Afghanistan or are in Afghanistan know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we have a very unique show this week. We have no Dave. We are Daveless. Again. We don't even have Dave on a stick. <laughs> I didn't have that much forethought. <laughs> we could have. <laughs> I totally could have. Where did I just, it go? Uh, it's in the other room. Oh, okay. It's in the other room. It's been separated. So Dave's truly, head. He's truly is somewhere. Out there. The stick is somewhere. Um, <laughs> but we hope you feel better. He's a little under the weather. We hope you feel better, Dave. Yes. So it's just me and Bree, Bree and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and later we'll have on the Hood Mobilization Brigade, and they're going to talk coronavirus and quarantine quarantining U.S. troops. I can't talk. <laughs> quarantining. U.S. troops is what they're going to talk. And later, later, we'll have a musical section, a special musical section that you are not going to want to miss. Unless, of course, you hate music and then skip it and go to the next podcast. (laughs) So uh, with that having been said, we look forward to entertaining you for this next hour. or I don't know, however long we keep this going. (laughs) As long as possible. As long as possible. Brianna, want to see us to that first uh, commercial break? Yes, we'll be right back after these messages. At a time when kids may be confused by an invisible villain, there's an elite group helping them understand and be safe. They're fighting what's out there by staying in here. They are the Stay Heroes. Meet the great hygiene, expert at washing hands and disinfecting surfaces and objects. Dr. Distancio is a master of physical distancing and virtual playdates. And General Fields uncovers emotions and harnesses positivity. Your kids can become Stay Heroes too. Learn how at stayheroes.org. Yeah, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. Anybody that needs to check out video equipment, we'll do an official photo. Let's go. Get it on camera. Better come correct on your photo appointment. On camera. Better help yourself when checking out video equipment. Get it on camera. Better come correct on your photo appointment. On camera. Better help yourself when okay. checking out video Music is playing. Music is playing. Music. It's playing. It's fading out now. No, it was done. I already oh, faded it. Okay. <laughs> I played some music recently. Did you? Mm-hmm. For uh, the May the 4th. May the 4th. How'd that mm-hmm. work out? Well, my Woodwind Quintet, we played the Cantina Band song, the really mm-hmm. popular one. Since I have the melody, I was, I was playing that little mm-hmm. jig. And we were going to upload it, but then they never uploaded it. So I'm like, man... I did like the little the little buns in my hair and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so you did one of those videos that's so popular on yes, social media where, where you, you everybody's we're playing separate. a different part. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Separate but equal. Yes. Is that what that's called? Yes. Yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it never showed it never it didn't upload, so why was that? I guess our PIO just I think um well my commander put out that he doesn't want us to keep putting out 
the this since there's so much content of that going out, mm-hmm. I think he's worried that it, it just won't get that much traction. Too much Star Wars on Star Wars Day. <laughs> well, just too much like social distance playing in e- general. Everybody's celebrating the Fourth of July. <laughs> we don't need to do anything for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have the fourths all covered. How about if we put the video? On the podcasts page. <gasps> that would be nice. Give you guys a little love, band yeah. love. You, see, you can see the Woodwind Quintet play that a little jig. Be, is it a jig? Is it technically eh. a jig? Because when I think, so I you think say of it jig, as a jig, and in my head, I close my eyes, and I see the guys in the cantina, mm-hmm. Walrus Man and all that, mm-hmm. and now they're dancing a jig, and suddenly it's not such an intimidating place. I think it is. I think it still is. Imagine, That's can what you I imagine see in my brain. Luke Skywalker. Enters the cantina, mm-hmm. right? C-3PO, R2-D2 try to come in. Yeah. Guy says, we don't serve their kind here. Luke comes in and everybody's dancing a jig. It's a jiggy song. That's what I see. You watch Star Wars? Yeah. You do? You still think it's a jig, huh? I think so. All right. Well, we all We all have our own cross to bear. I'll make a fanfic about it. Will you? I will re- I'll well, get really I'll, deep into the lore. We'll also post that on the... Uh, <laughs> no one no one was going to want that. No one, one <laughs> no like, one will read that. One like, thanks, Mom, <laughs> did you read it? Yeah, no. One download. Okay. <laughs> no, you probably get more than that. Maybe three. Yeah, maybe three. <laughs> maybe three. Well, moving on from, from Jigs. Okay. We have a duo of exciting guests I'm excited. right now. Yay. They are from the Hood Mob Brigade. Ooh. Now, this brigade is in charge. Whenever you see a large group of soldiers moving about, uh-huh. that's what this brigade is in charge of. Okay. Large mobs of soldiers, whether it be in a parade or milling about in a field, when that happens, these guys take control. Is that right? Is that Do I have that correct? Sure. That sounds sure, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's like, legit. Okay. Plus, with it, we have some additional duties that we do, but I, 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 that, that's probably a good assessment. Right. Okay. So why don't you two introduce yourselves to our listening audience, if you would, please? Sure. So I'm Colonel Dave Dean, uh, commander of the 211th RSG right. uh, out of Corpus Christi that uh, is mobilized here for a year to take mm-hmm. on the role of the Hood Mobile Brigade. Right. And you are, sir? I'm Captain Buswego. I'm part of the S4, but I, I am the acting liaison at North Fort Hood. All right, and what's your first name, Captain? Elias. Elias. That is a good first name. That is a solid first name. Thank you. You should have led with that, Elias. <laughs> you can say it again. Elias. Elias. That's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> I meant your full was that, name. Is that more epic? <laughs> yeah, that's very epic. That's. I'm going to add some effects to that. It's going to be seriously epic. Do the cheer. Epic. The, the clapping. Yay. Elias. Welcome. All right. So, so I, I personally mm-hmm. think that it is not a jig. Oh, the song, oh. but I do think it is part of the Jedi Jedi Knight training program uh-huh. that they put together. Oh. So that so we so you know all those individuals that are in the bar mm-hmm. uh, are actually wanting to be Jedi Knights. I think that's part of their training program is to know that song. Walrus Ooh. Man failed miserably at <laughs> yes, that. He did. I'll tell you. Ponda Baba. <laughs> That's what that guy's name is, right? Ponda Baba. Yeah, we got uh, our uh, Yoda punching stormtrooper in here <laughs> as well. As though he's not on the podcast, he is lurking in the shadows. Oh, people ask me about that, too. Do they? Yeah. Well, there's a bunch of band nerds in in my life. So they're all like, wow, that was so cool, the interview. Well, it's they good that people it. are listening. Yeah, I thought so, too. Good people listening. Now, the Hood... Mob Brigade, that's what it actually is, folks. It's not a mob brigade. It's a mob brigade. Mob stands for mobilization. Explain, sir, what is that? I mean, what is a mobilization brigade? Sure. So typically, a a regional support group in RSG Mm -hmm. uh, does RSOI operations um, where we receive equipment and personnel as they enter theater. Uh, So a couple years ago, um, the Army uh, thought that the RSG would be a good fit to do this mobilization brigade because mm-hmm. basically what we do is uh, all reserve and national guard soldiers uh, that need to be mobilized through Fort hood uh, have to go through their process of finance, medical, receive their equipment and so forth. So we manage that first five days. Okay. And then uh, transfer the soldier off to our partners, uh, the 120th infantry brigade or the 166 aviation brigade, part of first army. 
so they can get validated for their training. Okay. Uh, and then we turn them back over to us and we fly them out. And then uh, when they return back, we do, we coordinate their uh, demobilization process. Wow, that's, that's an important job. For reservists and National Guard, mm-hmm. it absolutely is. Uh, pay schedules can be different. Uh, pay programs can be different. Um, uh, administrative wills, testaments, just making sure that the soldier has his uh, baseline in terms of medical fitness uh, and so forth. So when he comes back home, you know, his DD-214, uh, which is the form that the VA wants and so forth, yep. is, is done well. Uh, and that he is set up for success when he, when he gets back home, both on the civilian side and the, and the military side. Yeah, I don't think the the normal citizen citizens mm-hmm. uh, the no, normal citizen that realizes that you don't just go to war you don't just go somewhere it is a long process of standing in lines and getting shots and signing papers it's and, almost like disney world yeah i mean <laughs> except with all the rides it's exactly right it's like the worst well, we give disney you a free world. ride we, we give you a free ride somewhere right oh, oh, yeah, that's we're not true. saying you're space mountain but we're going somewhere what was that um that uh, the Chinese Disneyland that was a failure. Well, they tried to, it was like defunct land, I think. Ch- defunct land? Yeah, I, I think don't think they would was. intentionally name it no, defunct land. No, they did. It was a failure. They tried to make a like a knockoff Disney parody. And it was, a, it like, it's abandoned now. People, you can visit it as like a tourist. Like well, that a, sounds like, very Chinese. You know, does, they actually, they, they, they do have an issue with copying things. And they actually copied an entire like Swiss town <laughs> where the town didn't even know this and saw pictures and yes. were like, what the hey? That's us. But isn't that flattery? Like imitation is the highest form of flattery. So wouldn't they be like honored, do you think? I don't think so much. No. No. No one wants a copycat. So, so uh, Elias, what, does, uh, what is your role in, in, the, in all of this? So I am the liaison at North Fort Hood, and I'm responsible for facilitating the administration and logistics for uh, the units that are redeploying and those that are moving forward for deployments. Um, So there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of teams that I work with, Mm -hmm. um, and it really takes a village to to fight this this virus and to mitigate spread. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I, yeah, I just pretty much oversee, you know, the teams that are providing life support, you know, transportation, and I communicate with the the Third uh, Cavalry Regiment who directly deals with the cohorts that are in quarantine, and right, they, right. they provide the meals, escorts, um, so I share information with them, and then with the civilian employees up there, I just make sure that they're informed on all so, all aspects. So hold on here. Not only are you guys making sure that uh, guards, uh, you say I can't say guardsmen in 2020, guards people <laughs> and uh, reservists mm-hmm. are getting out the door and coming back properly and safely and all the, the T's are dotted and the I's are crossed, mm-hmm. you're dealing with coronavirus Wow! as well. Yeah, so we took uh, the mission uh-huh. uh, about six March uh, and then the COVID quarantine mission started about nine March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were able to jump right into it. So explain the quarantine mission to me because I am the Fort Hood social media manager and early on uh, when coronavirus was just new and shiny mm-hmm. to us, we'd get a lot of messages on uh, social media saying, I hear there are 400 soldiers who have coronavirus in North Fort Hood and they're they're putting them in camps and keeping them from people. So what is it? Tell me about the coronavirus in North Fort Hood. What's actually happening there? So o- over the last 45 days uh, mm-hmm. since March uh, March 9th, um, you know, with the, uh, uh, the center of disease uh, identified level two and level three countries mm-hmm. uh, that had the potential uh, for our indiv- for our soldiers to be uh, infected, right? Uh, so, in order to protect the soldier, in order to protect the family members, and protect the civilian population back home in their hometown, uh, we uh, the army decided to to quarantine soldiers uh, for fourteen days. Yeah, right? everybody, everybody, whether everybody you had it or not doesn't matter if you're active duty, guardsman, uh, reservist. Or anything, you're just quarantined for 14 days. So as they come off the plane, uh, they are checked, temperature, make sure they no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they come up to North Fort Hood, uh, and they stay there uh, for 14 days. And 
we have MWR activities and, and some DMOB activities that they can do while they're there. But the goal is to make sure uh, that they are uh, symptom-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so far, uh, we have had uh, approximately 1,500 soldiers that have been up there, both National Guard, Reserve, and an active component. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a couple soldiers that have identified symptoms, but a lot of that ends up being um, the allergies oh, yeah. uh, from Texas, right? <laughs> so uh, so we have been very fortunate where we've had no positive cases, and I'm knocking on wood right now, <laughs> um, no, no positive cases of COVID mm-hmm. up at North. That's Florida. awesome. You hear that, Facebook yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theorists? None. None. No Zero cases. Goose egg. It's and, all precautionary. And when mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, quote, camps, right, mm-hmm. um, they are in uh, hard stand billets, air mm-hmm. conditioning. Uh, they have uh, several tents out there. So they have MWR. They got free Wi-Fi. Uh, they have a gym um, that's accessible to them. They have access to a track. Uh, they have access to laundry. So they can mm-hmm. do that type of stuff. Um, the AFES uh, has set up an, a mini mart up there so they can buy any of that Powerade monster drinks that they all like or chips and, and so forth. And also if they want to order something online uh, through AFES, it can be delivered uh, to their area. So that's cool. Yeah. So they are not, there's no like, you know, patrolmen running around there and they have clearly identified areas that they need to stay in. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and they're monitored twice a day. I have been up there. I've tromped around and, and seen it. And that mini Mart is amazing. You can purchase stuff without interacting with someone. It's all done, you know, near field communication, scan your phone, yep. scan your, this, uh, you get it. The folks I saw, there were a bunch of people playing the new Call of Duty online, people on phones with their families, just kind of hanging out. If you've ever deployed uh, with the Army, I was in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. I was part of that twice. Thank you. Before You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Before you go into Iraq, you would go into Kuwait and hang out. Mm -hmm. And this is very much like that was. It's just like you've come back and now you're hanging out for two weeks, acclimating. And yeah, like you said, those symptoms being like allergy symptoms. We were just discussing last week on the podcast, at any given time, any of us could have at least one or two symptoms of coronavirus, but we don't have coronavirus. I've had a lingering cough from, from drainage for the last two months. Oh, we hear it. Yeah, thank you. The, the listeners hear it. You do cough they? on every podcast. Do I? <laughs> yes, Are you tracking you that? Yes. Hey, I'm keeping a tally. If you're listening out there and, and following along at home, count how many times I've coughed on the podcast. I actually know. <laughs> Send the total in and you might win a prize, but you probably won't. But you might win a prize. Or on, or on the email. Send us an email. So yeah. logistically, how has everything been working with having that kind of of people coming in was this something that you were prepared for it was definitely a challenge at first um just figuring all out all of the requirements and getting everything together um i think we did have you know minimal time to prepare for it but Mm -hmm. um we we you know as we go along we continually adjust and we uh, improve our our processes and our information flow and yeah, I think it's uh, pretty steady right now. Everyone has this muscle memory to to get things done. And, I mean, the team is great. I, I give a lot of credit to, to our guys up there and and um, just what they're doing. They're, they're just giving 100%. That's great. Logistically, what's been the biggest challenge? Uh, there, there, there are a few. I could give one example. The, so for we, we had some mobilization units that, you know, got the green light to move forward. Um, and they entered the quarantine space mm-hmm. uh, with short notice, and they had uh, a bunch of packages and baggage, excess baggage that they needed to to mail out. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, you know, you know, uh, an influx of soldiers going to the mailroom is a is a civilian employee concern. So we to facilitate that, we provided us uh, a, f- a few scales to the unit and um, some boxes, and uh, we. Um, just gave them instructions on how to, you know, prepare their packages and get them printed, get their labels printed out. And uh, our team would consolidate them, um, lock them into a container for uh, a period of time okay. and then bring them to the, it to t- the mail room. To make sure, just, just right. in case, just in case. 
Right. Yeah. Just to uh, mitigate risk and to uh, basically reduce exposure to the the civilian employees out there. Absolutely. Because it's all about safety. Right. It's all about safety and you never can be too safe. Mm-hmm. Were you saying it was about two years that you were anticipating this? Well, I think, you know, quarantine might be something that the whole world looks at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I don't think there's really a good to- a good timeline to uh, set where we were going to stop operations. Sure. Um, but I can tell you, so since we rotate out, um, I've already started speaking with the unit that replaces us mm-hmm. and kind of informed him on some of the changes that are going on that, you know, that, that just change daily and so forth. So, you know, all these additional tasks take, uh, there's no book to it, right? There's no, there's no book that the army can open up and say, Hey, this is how you're going to do it. Um, but you know, there, there's a special skill, there's a talent, there's a, a type of soldier that, you know, wants to help others to make sure that they're safe. So uh, as they start transitioning with us, we'll, we'll make sure that that skill set and that uh, job requirement is there. And then this way it's flawless when, the, when our replacements get here. Well, you know what's really great is because this is so unprecedented, mm-hmm. you guys are, are kind of making history. Get to make it up. Yeah. And <laughs> the decisions that you make and the templates that you create are going to move forward and help other soldiers and the Army well into the future. I mean, you guys are really trendsetters on this. Yeah, you know, again, we, we, we only know what we know, right? So uh, we get a lot of feedback from the units that are here now and then the units that leave. Uh, we take some of their comments. And uh, while, you know, there's, amp, there's great communication uh, between everything. So, you know, you think you have something right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when somebody on the outside or is in the containment area says, uh, or the quarantine area says, hey, I think we could do this, that's a great way to learn. And that's how we've built a lot of our uh, policies and procedures is feedback from what we think uh, and then feedback from what the soldiers are saying. Is there any like um, is there any issue of you guys running out of space for the people that need to be quarantined or is, is there like will there always be like a backup that soldiers can go to? Yeah, no. So there's uh, two locations right here in Fort Bliss uh, that soldiers are being uh, quarantined to. Uh, but as of now, you know, we have not exceeded any capacity uh, or capability um, that Fort Hood has been able to uh, to provide to us. We have that that flexibility to move, you know, both from a mobilization standpoint to a, a demobilization uh, quarantine operation. It's, so, it's not yeah. like we're ever going to run out of space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're always monitoring, like, who's okay. coming in, who's mm-hmm. moving out, and just to manage space. So okay. it's, uh, we're, yeah, it's, we have a high visibility on that. That's now, great. Now, Colonel Dean, a little stormtrooper tells me, that you were kind of set up for success in this. It's kind of kismet because in your civilian career, you work for FEMA. Is that correct? I do. I work for uh, Region 3 out of uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so, oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, so. so how has that helped you in uh, this unprecedented role? So it, 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 I do logistics for FEMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of uh, forethought that you have to look at it. But one of my other responsibility is the FEMA responder camps. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> um, part of my job is a, is a COR, the uh, contract officer representative, uh, mm-hmm. is uh, during times where we have a natural disaster. Uh, we obviously, the responders don't want to take the hotels away from our survivors that are affected by the disaster. So uh, FEMA will set up... Uh, a, a responder camp so that uh, that can hold up to 2,000 soldiers. Uh, so that includes food, that includes all the administration, the building, the air conditioning, MWR, and and all that. So it, it kind of works together with this. That's amazing. Have you been uh, part of any famous FEMA efforts from the past? So I've been in uh, the I, I supported uh, California uh, okay. with the wildfires mm-hmm. uh, that happened wow. out in Paradise, and then uh, recently uh, with Hurricane uh, Dorian. I was in uh, Virginia. Uh, staging supplies for the Norfolk area. Well, I worked wow. with, uh, not worked, but, you know, alongside uh, FEMA for Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And then for when American Samoa had a tsunami. Okay. Um, I was there working with FEMA when I was with AFN. Yeah, those, um, the, the FEMA, my FEMA coworkers, you know, you guys do a great job. And, uh, you know, it's funny. My wife says to me, she goes, during this time period, uh, you wouldn't have been home anyway. So if I hadn't been reserved <laughs> with the Army, right. uh, my entire staff is mobilized, uh, uh, deployed with FEMA now. Wow. So I, I wouldn't have been home anyway. So Yeah, wow. one way or the other. In the yeah. great state of New Jersey. I got to plug Man, that in. Yeah, you have a lot of experience <laughs> then. That's really valuable. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely great. fantastic. 
I think that's a case of right place at the right time. What we got going. Sometimes on here. it's luck, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> it's just meant to be. That's yeah. exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you both for for being on the show today. Is there any other information about the Hood Mo Brigade? They they're not a mob. That <laughs> Are was you a sure joke. about that? I'm sure that okay. was a joke. Is there anything else you'd like people to know about the Mo Brigade? Because it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it, it is a great a great job, and I think one of the 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 great things about it is that we get to work with so many directorates, so many outside agencies, uh, and, and so many uh, different military organizations on post here. And it really, really is a team effort uh, between green suitors, between civilians, between the contractors, and so forth. And, and, and the success that we've had here is because of a team effort. It is not just the Hood Mo Brigade. No, and the Mo Brigade really is a linchpin in that part of a bigger team. I see that out here. And we want to thank you guys for the hard work you've been doing because up there at uh, at North Fort Hood, you got it's sort of like it's secret. You know, no yeah. you're out of you're out <laughs> of the spotlight and we're happy to shine that spotlight on you because you guys deserve it. So thank yes. you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for having us. Elias. Elias. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So we'll be back with some Really exciting stuff. Going to make a left turn from here. I think you're all going to love it right after this. Hey, golfers, are you looking for a new course to play? The Courses of Clear Creek is a 27-hole course with challenging greens located in the scenic rolling hills of Fort Hood. With a 300-yard driving range, two putting greens, and a four-hole kids course, we're the premier golf course in Central Texas. Our pro shop is always stocked with the latest golfing equipment and name-brand apparel, while our beautiful pavilion overlooking the course is a great place to enjoy a cold beverage. The Courses of Clear Creek, open to the public, offering annual, monthly, and summer membership packages. Give us a call today at 254-287-4130 or find us on the web at hood.armymwr.com. Hey everybody, PFC Kyra Pearl here. You might recognize me from being on Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. It was really great being on the podcast, but now that Brianna's back, well, they kicked me to the curb. Who who wrote this? Me, keep reading. So while I'm no longer in the show, in the know with the rest of the podcast gang, I'm still able to be on the cutting edge of Fort Hood news thanks to the Fort Hood Sentinel. That's Fort Hood's newspaper. You know, the one that comes out every Thursday. I think, I think that's Thursday. But you typed the Fort Hood Sentinel comes out on Thursday. Well, just keep reading. <laughs> They're an all-inclusive paper with something for everyone. You want Army news? They got it. Sports news? They got it. Health news? They got it. Kind of funny cartoons? They got it. Anything at all? They got it, baby. They got it. No, no. Give me that. That's not the way you're supposed to read it. It goes like this. All right? They're an all-inclusive newspaper with something for everyone. You want Army news? They got it. Sports news? They got it. Health news? They got it. Kind of funny cartoons? They got it. Anything at all? They got it. Have you ever heard that song? No. Must be a generational thing. All right, we'll read the last part. Okay. The Fort Hood Sentinel, local news, sports, lifestyle, and even a crossword every Thursday. You got it. No, you got it. Well, whatever. I, they got it. <laughs> Fort Hood's great big podcast. Da, 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 da. Da, da. Do you know what that is? Animal Crossing? No, Tonight Show. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so during the break, mm-hmm. Specialist Brianna Dew, yes. I had time to do some fact checking. Okay. All right. I could find no reference to a fake Chinese Disneyland on what? the internet. I found other, um, other amusement parks that had gone defunct mm-hmm. but no reference to anything that was directly ripping off disney well they can't directly rip off disney because then they'll get copyrighted you think china cares about copyright infringement seriously i'm sure you they do all our chinese fans are laughing heartily right now <laughs> <laughs> well i'm not laughing well they are 
okay. Because you're not a Chinese fan, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, no. But my last name is Chinese. Is it really? Yeah. Do? Do. It's, it's Hawaiian Chinese. Hawaiian Chinese. Yes. Hawaiianese. Hawaiianese. It was D-O. That's the Chinese spelling. Oh, okay. But they're like, we're Hawaiian. We're going to add another O. Oh, and then that, oh, and that, uh, that explains the ukulele emoji at the end of it, too. <laughs> yes. I was, however, able to find reference to my uh, thing that I talked about. But Which one? with a correction. Uh, sorry, everybody. You know, we're fact-based. So that means when we make a mistake, we own up to it. I made a mistake. There is no Swiss village that's been copied by the, the Chinese. <laughs> oh. It, it's Austrian. It's Austrian? an Austrian okay. village. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a complete knockoff village. So they've they moved from doing purses and, and fashion accessories, DVDs, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. computer parts, to entire towns. No. Um, It's a replica of Hallstatt, a centuries-old village in Austria. And it's been opened in the Chinese province of Guangdong. And Mm. it's it's been a little controversial. Yeah. Because the folks didn't uh, didn't take kindly to their city getting ripped off. Yeah. (laughs) But there's no real law about that, is there? I still feel like they should be flattered. That's my stance. Well, see, the thing is... So now instead of all these tourists visiting their country, oh, okay, I can see they that. can just go to China and visit, so they're killing <laughs> their taxpayer dollars. I mean, did it really hurt their industry that much? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know how thriving you wanted to their go to tra- That's what I'm trying to say. But not is that we have actually... anything against Halstead. Halstead, <laughs> no, if you're listening, not. we love you. <laughs> we would be we would be more than than pleased to do a podcast from Halstead if you would have us. Uh, contact us, forthoodpao at gmail.com. If you'll arrange the airfare. And I guess we'd probably need uh, some sort of transformer so our board didn't blow up on their power, 220 power. If you can hook us up with that and maybe some uh, beverages and lunch, we'll do it. Man, you have the logistics all planned out. I did. And that was right off the top of my head. That's how that works. It was like, like butter. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, though. You don't think so? Mm. Eh. Hey, I'm holding out for hope. I'm an optimist. I say Hallstatt by at least the year 2040 will be there. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. All right. Can you check, <laughs> check with me in 2041. Check back with me. We'll call that, you know, I've already picked out a name for that episode. Oh. It's called I Told You So. <laughs> with three exclamation points. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Brianna, yes. I understand you are a talented individual. And I not, try. <laughs> not just with the flout, but with something else as well. Also the pick. Yes, the pick. <laughs> yes. That's short for piccolo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was a hair thing. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Not that I've no. ever seen evidence of that, but hey, I'll, I'll go with that. I do a pretty good job. I do a better job on my wigs than my real hair. All right. So do I. <laughs> the, uh, Brianna, do, would you consider yourself a gamer girl? I would, yes. Would I think I fall under the what, qualification. What makes a gamer girl? <laughs> it's got a just, bunch of R's. Well, it's just the same as a gamer guy, I think. So, But uh, explain. Give a definition. So maybe some of our listeners are older and aren't uh, as tuned in. So, a, What defines a gamer? Yeah. What makes a gamer girl? Just someone that enjoys playing video games. So any girl that enjoys playing video games, because my wife right now, mm-hmm. super into Animal Crossing. Yes. Like super into Animal Crossing. Every she time is, I log on, she's on. She is crushing <laughs> my hours played. Absolutely crushing it. So, but that's all she plays. She doesn't play anything else, no interest in anything else. Mm-hmm. And eventually I'll come home one day and she will, won't have touched Animal Crossing, and it will just, all her villagers will die. We'll leave her. That'll be the end of that. <laughs> They'll vacate. Is she a gamer girl? Uh, I, mm, maybe not. I mean, I, I still consider her to be a gamer because she's playing a video game. Mm-hmm. But there's different, uh, people have different ideas for what it is. So she's there's maybe someone levels. that's devoted. Yes. There's a, there's a hierarchy <laughs> of gaming. Yes, yes, there no, is. I would for agree. Sure. I would definitely no, there agree. Is. There You're is. right. There's, uh, I don't know how many times I've stood in some big box store 
like a wall store or store with superstore with Target as the a blue logo. color. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. the Target logo. Yeah, Target logo store. And I've been in the video game section, and somebody else is there, my age, maybe a little bit younger, looking at video games. I'm and I'm listening to what they're saying or telling their friend, and I'm silently judging them. <laughs> There's definitely a hierarchy of of gamers. Have yes, you ever been in a store where, like, a mom or or a grandmother, grandfather is trying to pick out a present for a kid, and they've turned to the the store employee for advice? And you're sitting there biting your tongue going, no, that's not right. No, you're... you're well, I actually... I don't know if you know this. My first job was at a GameStop. Was it really? Yes. So I I have been in that situation, but as the employee and not as the stand... Like the stand. Right. What was that? What was that like? Very cringy. Was it? <laughs> yes. I'll tell you. I don't know if you know this about me, but my first job, which was making model airplanes that... All right, so my third job okay. was at a video game store. What? Yes, and then I worked my way up to manager. Oh, my goodness. What, what's, video game store. what store was it? It was called Toyrific. Toyrific? It was regionally Aww. specific to uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul, okay. and eventually they expanded into Wisconsin. The last Toyrific store just closed down. Uh, R.I.P. A couple years ago. Oh, shout mm-hmm. out to Toy Toyrific. Toyrific, rip. <laughs> Brother, whatever, <laughs> kissy thing. The uh, And then when I enlisted in the Army, there mm-hmm. was that uncomfortable time where I didn't have a job, but I was going to be heading out soon. Yes, the interim. So I decided to uh, get a job at Game Crazy. And so Game I worked Crazy. at Game Crazy. I've never heard of which that was, either. Yeah, it was, uh, never heard of Game Crazy? How old no. are you again? Oh, I'm 29 now. Uh-huh. Oh, happy I birthday. I just had my birthday. Happy yes, birthday. thank you. Moving on, Game Crazy <laughs> uh, was a store that was attached to a, a video store. Um, and it was like your, it was like GameStop. You're from it Kansas, a, right? Uh, originally, but at this time I was in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Okay, I was about to say, so, I've never heard of these stores. So uh, Game Crazy was all over the place. Crazy. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I've worked at I've worked video game retail a lot. Nice. I've also been an editor for Die Hard Game Fan Magazine. Wow. And I've been a contributing uh, writer for Kotaku. So where would you rank yourself side. then? And the in game hierarchy. Gamer hierarchy, yes. Oh, pretty near the top. Mm. Pretty. I speak with authority. <laughs> you your knowledge far surpasses mine. I, I have will say. a lot of useless game knowledge. <laughs> You do. I do. And I bet people out there are wondering, why are they talking about video games? They're just, yeah, we're going to get on to something about the army. Come on, blow something up. Well, (laughs) well, dear listeners, thank you for staying with us this long. Because we are joined in here by two other people that are wearing army uniforms. Two other people. Why don't you introduce yourself to the world? All right. I am uh, Staff Sergeant Matthew Harrison. I'm a a clarinet player uh, with the First Cav Band. All right. I'm Sergeant Sonia Larson, and I play bassoon with the first cap band. Right. We got a bunch of band-aids. Band yes, what do. are you guys called? Yep. Musicians. Band. Musicians. Army, yeah. Army musicians. I've heard of that. Let's yes. That. So <laughs> you've probably heard military bands before, and you think of marching music or maybe the Gary Owen song. da 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 you know that song so um something like that something patriotic well the first calf band has a little something special up their sleeve something out of the ordinary something progressive so well kind of kind of i got the little kind of thing over there so uh sergeant harrison tell us about what are you guys planning okay so um now my uh my my introduction into music like mm-hmm. we're talking like two decades ago back in like, you know, middle high school, uh, video game music was always kind of the driving force behind me being a musician. Oh, cool. I would always dig into like, well, back then it would be like, you know, Donkey Kong, Final Fantasy, those games back on like Super Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. And I would try to basically figure out how to play them on a clarinet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. With like no sheet music whatsoever. Like I, I basically, I, I didn't really even... Um, I didn't fully comprehend that I was just kind of like doing ear training basically mm-hmm. or trying to figure this stuff out on the fly. I was just like, 
I'm trying to figure out the melodies as I'm listening to it, just playing it on my clarinet in my room while I've got the game playing. Sure, playing along with it. Because, you know, back then, like, MP3 players weren't even a thing. So Mm -hmm. that was the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, through the years, that was basically what what my uh my musical inspiration always came from and as you know music technology you know came you know further and further uh more advanced sure i eventually started to get into like actual like music production and um eventually got to the point where i was starting to do covers of my favorite video game uh tracks back from when i was a kid so still on a woodwind or with uh, electronic music now? oh with uh with electronic music okay like, um and really kind of experimenting with a bunch of different genres. Um, like I would use uh, Ableton Live as my uh, as my audio workstation. Oh, okay. But then I will dig into using like, you know, drum samples, mm-hmm. uh, orchestral sample libraries, things of that nature. All right, cool. And then even just like software synthesizers. So like I've, I've experimented really from like from orchestral to, you know, different types of electronic, you know, dance music, things mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, and doing covers. So what synthesizer do you use when creating music? Uh, it's really which one don't I use at this point. <laughs> so are you using software synthesizers then or are physical? So a software synthesizer, mm-hmm. dear listeners, are uh, a synthesizer that's being synthesized on a computer, right? So you Correct. can call up and then it will mm-hmm. approximate the sound of the synthesizer. Right. Mm-hmm. I myself have a Moog or Moog, Moog, as they call them in the United States. I prefer the British pronunciation because of the Beatles. Yeah, it looks like Moog. Yeah, it does. It, let's be honest, Moog sounds cool. You're just trying yeah. to be sound fancy. Well, I'm, I have one of those at home. <laughs> Uh, and it's still in the box. Oh! Eventually, yeah. someday I will take it out and become a famous musician. But for now, <laughs> it's resting peacefully. So you evolved your music, and how does that bring us here today with with the band? Okay. So um, this big idea that really I've had in my I, I've, I've had it in my head for like more than a decade now. Mm-hmm. So I've I've uh, I've been to a lot of concerts that were strictly for video game music. Sure. Like, uh, just they would pull a bunch of uh, old pieces from Final Fantasy, orchestrate them. And I mean, I, I went to a concert in Chicago back in 2011, and it, it was still to this day the greatest live music musical performance I've ever seen because you're getting like these opera singers, you're getting the pipe organ, just full orchestra, and they are just, they're just tearing it up. It's amazing. Yeah. For those people who haven't played a game since there were arcades, uh, video game music has evolved beyond bleeps and bloops <laughs> into fully symphonic. Yes. I mean, when you when you buy a game soundtrack now, it can span multiple discs mm-hmm. if you're into that CD thing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> multiple files if you download, um, but multiple discs, um, and they are very involved. They are truly, truly orchestral mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, so it's not just I still love the old school music. Yeah, yeah I do. The too. But it is it's really quite something. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping Okay, so uh so our plan is to uh basically just have like a first cav video game music concert. Mm-hmm. And we've been um and you know before we left for Germany back in March, we were starting to uh, workshop a lot of ideas. Ah, uh, the German debacle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were starting to uh, you know, put together um, you know, some ideas like if we were to assemble like a 1-hour set list and just, you know, kind of pick some of the most popular music because when you start to dig in to three decades worth of video game music, it is incredibly easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. Cuz you have just an insane amount of repertoire to pull from. And so you have to be really, really selective to say, hey, what are the most popular, most recognizable tunes? You got to go with those. Mm-hmm. Maybe throw in a few more, like, you know, big epic things that you that you know are going to, you know, blow the crowd away. But sure. for the most part, it's uh, picking the most recognizable stuff, like, you know, Mario, Zelda. The, You're trying the, to appeal to a broad thing. audience. Exactly. <laughs> and especially because a lot of those characters, you think, like, They've crossed a generational gap because mm-hmm. they were in oh, absolutely they were in games in the eighties, in the nineties, two thousands, twenty tens. No, we had that coming out today. Our first guest on the podcast was uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, we talked awesome. about that—that that how Mario has really bridged the gap with that. 
That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, my uh, I mean my my, my one year old boy is running around with a little stuffed Goomba this morning. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and for all those kids out there that, that don't know, Goomba is a uh, mushroom that Mario jumps on. I'm also serving as translator here. Quick poll, Brianna, what was your first video game soundtrack? Oh, first video game soundtrack. Yes, first video game soundtrack that you bought. I'm sure you purchased one. What was it? <laughs> oh, uh, I actually didn't have a lot of money. I. You just got to have one. It's the first one. Oh, man. I think the first one I bought was when I was much older. It was Final Fantasy one. The, for which Final Fantasy? The first? No, it was like the, the later ones, like the Distant World, like way later. Distant World? Yeah, Distant Worlds. What is Final Fantasy Distant Worlds? It was the symphonic. Um, so it was a, a symphonic suite. Yes. It's okay. A, it's actually like a compilation yeah. of different um, pieces pulled from uh, from various Final Fantasy. Wow! Games. Look at you, Mister yeah. Video Game Music. What was your first <laughs> video game soundtrack? So the the first one I was actually buying the game, but it came with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's uh, is this game in the '90s called Lunar? The sure. S- the Silver Star. Yeah. Uh, working Designs oh, uh, made that. Gosh! Even wow! It's amazing. Yeah. He has so much knowledge. But yeah. <laughs> I, I still uh, I I actually have the uh, the composer as a Facebook friend. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah, Noriyuki oh, Wadari. Yeah, cool. he's always the first person to wish me a happy birthday because he's you know over there in the other time zone. So yeah, that's, that's cool. wonderful. So yeah, I always get a message from Iwadari about like five six p.m. the day before my birthday. Wow, like, hey, that's yes. a special birthday gift. Larson, what's yeah. your first video game soundtrack? <laughs> So I'm not as much of a gamer girl as uh, <laughs> the other, the other people. Yeah, yeah, you just have to have casual. one. You just have to have um, one. The first one I actually got on my computer, and it came with the game, was for Civilization V, which I okay. played a lot. Yeah. All right, too. a computer gamer. Yeah. My first video game soundtrack was Chrono Trigger. Oh, yes, hit. That was, that was <laughs> good pick. That was my first one. I drove to Chicago from Minneapolis, <laughs> six-hour drive, Ooh. picked up Chrono Trigger at the Mitsuo Marketplace. And I can say Mitsuo, Dave, because there isn't <laughs> one around here. Nobody's going to Chicago and shopping at Mitsuo. That's that's one of the best game soundtracks ever. Like I've I've arranged like four or five things from that one. Just that's that a good yeah. soundtrack. And I know, um, Sergeant Harrison, you've told me that um, you've – You've made you didn't you uh, write like or arrange a song that got chosen for like a demo or like for a commercial for a video game? Oh, okay. So yeah, I I can I can elaborate on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was actually two years ago. Um, one of the groups that I'm in, it's actually a uh, record label, uh, digital distribution uh, publisher. They do everything. Uh, Materia Collective. Okay. Um, yeah, I've heard of them. Oh, there we go. So. So yeah, two years ago we did a uh, we did a StarCraft album, right. like the original StarCraft back in like like '96, I think, is when it came out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the track that the, that I arranged it was called "Evolution Complete." It was actually used as the uh, the promotional trailer for the album. Oh, that's fantastic! Because yeah, if, for anybody who's not played StarCraft, it's basically kind of like it's like this space combat sort of game. You've got your human race, you've got these. You got this one like kind of primitive alien looking race, and then you have this more advanced technological other, you know, alien race. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I went with the uh, the Zerg, which is the more primitive one. Okay. Um, and my and the the Zerg race is really based on the the idea of like evolving. So it's like you have you have these um looking creatures and over the course of the game, they can evolve into more scary-looking units, kind of like you know Pokemon on steroids, yeah, I yeah. guess. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of what I did with the uh, with with the cover that I did for that album. Mm-hmm. I took one of the tracks that that plays when you're actually playing the Zerg race, yeah. and I evolved it through a bunch of different types of electronic music. Kind of, it kind of starts with like this uh, '90s breakbeat style, evolves into drum and bass, and it kind of gets more. Um, Ethereal and uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
Ambient. Boom. Okay. Oh, ambient. Yeah. I know Ambient. Yeah. There we go. Ambient's a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I think is interesting is we have four people here. None of us are really all yeah. that connected. I mean, you guys are musicians, and I've got some CDs at home. But um, and you have your the Moog. I, I have the Moog in a box. Yeah. Got the Moog in a box. The uh, but. All four of us, even the person that doesn't really play games that much, all have game soundtracks. And I think that kind of shows the way music has evolved and been made available to people because 10 years ago, I don't think that many people would have had a game soundtrack. But they've they've really exploded. We have some live music here today. Our very own Brianna Dew, the so-called flautist. <laughs> and uh, Sergeant, well, we have that one time where you tried to play. Hey, I still sounded that's, good. That's on record. <laughs> uh, and, and Sergeant Larson um, have brought Brianna with her flute and Larson with her oboe. Bassoon. 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 Oh, yeah, that's definitely not an oboe. Is They're it? much yeah. smaller. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a rocket launcher you got over there. <laughs> They are going to play some selections from the game Animal Crossing. Is that yes. correct? Yes. All right. So why don't you guys get suited up? Okay. Grab your instrument. That sounds bad. Grab <laughs> your uh, musical Horn. thingies. Horns. Horns. That also sounds bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, and regale us with uh, All right. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> well, we'll be right back with more. No, I'm just that music and we will have more coming up right after this if you've got problems and feel like you just can't get answers there's a place for you to turn the inspector general's hotline they take your issues seriously if you're at the end of your rope and need someone to reach out to grab a pen and take down this number 254-287-7209 that's 254-287-7209 the Fort Hood Office of the Inspector General. They inspect generals so you don't have to. Fort Hood's great big podcast. 50% of the time they're right. 50% of the time. Coming on strong on a Monday. I feel so low. Oh, that was lovely. That was lovely. You know, I play Animal Crossing, and my yes. favorite music from Animal Crossing is actually the 4 a.m. music. It plays from you mentioned between that. 4 and 5 a.m., and it's synth and piano. You were saying that's the best uh, it is the time best. of the day to, to play the best. it. Yeah, there's nothing I to do between 4 and 5 in the morning, yeah. but the music is cool. Yeah, I've never played during that time. I've never played during that time either. When it's, you told me that, I was like, oh, I didn't I had no idea what pretty the music awesome. was. What's weird is it, I heard somebody online complaining about the music at 3 a.m. They're like, <laughs> it's just random sounds, and it, it's annoying. And Yeah, it is. I got up early to hear it one day. And Actually, so I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard if you turn, like, a TV on at, like, 3 a.m., it, it has, like, this creepy, like, cr- like crackling screen, and it kind of looks like horror. Are you? Yes, I Are saw you? that. Hold on. <laughs> Serious? Yes. <laughs> okay. I forget the white noise. I'm like, what is that screen called when it's like, when it's white? It's the white noise. What? (laughs) 
Okay, it's kind of normal when there's no signal going into the TV. Yeah. It just uh, it just means that there's no channel. No, what well, you can't change the channel though. Can Brianna, you? Brianna, come <laughs> sit down, sit down, and let's have a talk. Now, when uh, Charlie was a little boy, mm-hmm. the TV stations would go off the air at a certain time, no. and they would come back on the air. At no, a I know time. what screen you're it talking about. Between that, there'd be this crackly thing, and nobody thought it was horrific at all. We just thought, oh, the TV channel's not on the air. No, I'll wait that screen it's back is on creepy. The they use that in horror movies all the time. That just means that the TV doesn't have a signal. Yes, but they like horror movies use that to make it scary. Like something comes out of the TV or the jump scare. Well, everybody, I want to thank you for sticking with us this long, if you have. If you haven't, that's to you. That's to you. We're the number one podcast. You aren't. <laughs> Eat it. So, do you have any message to those people that didn't uh, didn't stick around? Man, you're missing out. You are. You are. You'll never even and know. And shame on you and your family. You'll never even know. We're giving the winning lottery numbers here in a couple minutes. You could have had them, but nope. Everybody else is going to nope. be rich. They look at you. Why aren't you rich? And you'll be like, I didn't listen to the podcast. That's right. The right. source of all of your problems. That's right. Not listening to Not the podcast. Not listening to Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. That's true. Well, you want to tell everybody goodbye, Gracie? Goodbye, Gracie? That's what George Burns used to say. Who? George Burns. Who's that? Are you serious? George Burns. You don't know George Burns? That definitely signals the end of the podcast <laughs> today. All right, everybody. I still don't know who he is. That's, we'll talk about that off air. Okay. All right. Say goodbye. All right. Goodbye, folks, and we hope you tune in next week. Yep, we'll see you next week. And the winning lottery numbers are 2, 14, 30. Tommy Stark standing in cracks, crumble the gravel lines, just on the travel, though I know.